Are you well? I'm not too bad. I'm finding myself getting a wee bit more tired these days. Um, uh, I'm going to launch straight into it. I'm not even worried about how well you are. Um, so I'm finding myself getting getting more, more tired. I'm just going to be honest because well, I never asked you. So <laughs> you don't do. You just get. You just go launch into it. No, what I'm doing, I find myself doing lately. I'm going against my own advice. I tell. I always tell people like sleep is. Sleep is like a superpower that people aren't tapping into, or it's a it's, an elixir. Aye, it's a tool that nobody's using, right, to really set up their next day and their week and their month and their just their life. And I've I I did tap into it for a long time. Um, I ran myself down too much one time, and and I realized that I wasn't getting enough sleep, good quality sleep. And then I flipped the script, and I was getting great sleep, and I felt unbeatable, invincible, like, but. Lately, I've got while into reading comic books on my phone. Fuck me, pink. I can't stop. Um, every to every chance I get to open up my phone and start reading comic books, I'm doing it. And I find myself flipping it on, and then at night, whenever I'm about to go to bed, sitting at the kitchen table, and then I say, "Fuck it, I'll make a wee cup of tea here, and I'll just read this one." And I have a load of them on my phone, loads of them, I've hundreds of them, and. Yeah, I could rattle through five to ten of them, <laughs> no time at all. Uh, and sitting You're there, such and a nerd. Hey? You're such like, a... I know, I know, and I don't want people. To, I don't want that to put people off. I'm not going to start going on about comics or anything like that there. But I think when you find something you love like out there, and and it's on my phone, it's handy, it's there all the time, and it's just, I, it's keeping me up too late. And I'm not, I'm not listening to my own advice about going to bed and getting good night's sleep. So I'm finding myself getting up in the morning, and it's dark and it's fucking wet, and I'm looking out, and it's like, ah. I should have went to bed when I when, I, when Shannon was going. You're a, you're a bit of a night owl, or you're a, you're you're more of a night owl than an early bird. No, you know what? If if I'm being smart and I go to bed, I'm fine in the morning. I can do that, but I do like it's just not conducive. Like I, I have kids, I have to get up in the morning, like, so I can't be a night owl. You can't be a night owl when you have kids. Like you're not, no, they're no. not sleeping, and they they have to go to school or they're getting up anyway. It's. Do you think you if can't... you had the choice of it though, and you had no? No pressing issues to wake up for that you would prefer to stay up later. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. I find I, I think I used to be like that. Like I had a I had been a brutal man in my twenties for playing the PlayStation Call of Duty or FIFA or something until like the silly o'clocks. But see now I think I'm 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 definitely more of a morning person. I enjoy the peace of the morning. I no, I, I I like there's there's attributes to both sides of the day that I like, but I find myself my brain comes a lot more alive at night. So I, I find my brain running uh running away with me sometimes, but um I find a lot of ideas, a lot of creativity, a lot of intrigue and curiosity comes into my brain at night. So I do yeah. like that part of the night, but then it fucking annoys me because I'm like, right, I need to go to sleep. Stop it. Turn yeah, off. I say a lot of people are the same. They find that once their head hits the pillow, that's when their brain starts working. I'm definitely the opposite. Mine is <laughs> mine's on the wind down from about six o'clock. Six, if you're being generous. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm definitely more more productive and creative in the in the early, early hours of the day. I, I like the more, and I do like that piece that you're talking about, that they're quiet. I, I remember I used to get up or like in half an hour or maybe an hour earlier than I needed to simply because no one needs you at five o'clock in the morning there's no one ringing you or texting you or there's oh you need to do this or you need to lift that it's not gonna happen at five o'clock in the morning you can do whatever you need to do and out the door unless you have a wee baby or something like and then they're just always looking you but 
Aye, it's a nice time in the morning, but then if you're too switched on at night, you might not be in bed at time. But I, I just need to get my fucking finger out and put my phone away and stop reading comic books. Well, you've you've definitely delightfully put us on to the, this week's topic. That was that was a very deliberate but nice insight into what we're speaking about today. And this is I sent this to you this morning, so obviously it made you uh, triggered you a wee bit. Triggered you? Good. It made me so think. We're gonna chat about phones and how they have just became an extension of our being not an extension of our body an extension of our being which our is existence. like if you'd have said this till someone 10 years ago maybe even like i was gonna say originally 20 years ago but i think even 10 years ago the difference in the last 10 years as to what you're capable of doing on your phone is just crazy and the reason this has come up is because two people have mentioned this to me on, on two separate occasions over the last seven days about one, and I'll, I'll love to hear your opinion on this. We'll start with this. We'll do the second one later. One, how phones are used as shields for social interaction. Mm. I can see that. I, I can see that big time. I often joke that if WhatsApp didn't exist, I mightn't have any friends left. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's socially acceptable to conduct whole friendships and whole relationships through social media and through WhatsApp groups and Instagram likes and Insta- or Facebook groups or whatever you have. And then it's also you can like the thought and the thought never popped into my head until a few years ago that people screen my calls too. They can. Like, I've screened people's calls where you see a call come in, you're like, ah, fuck it, I couldn't be bothered talking to them just now. I'll ring them back later. And then it only popped into my head many, many years later that, fuck, I bet some people do that to me too. <laughs> <laughs> it never dawned on me that that goes two ways. I just assumed that if I couldn't get somebody, they genuinely couldn't answer. <laughs> they must be wild, busy. <laughs> They're clearly doing something that's life or death that they can't answer that phone to me. And it never dawned on me, fuck, I'm getting screened probably too, like a lot of the time. But I, I I can see that. What like did they go into any more details? Does well, the, the con it was different a different context to what you're saying there. But that's a very valid valid thing as well. You said like I love. There's a quote there that I heard a, a while back about this. We're the most connected we've ever been, but we've never been more disconnected. That's class, and I think we've we've talked about that before. And that was more so about social media. But this mm. is this is phones as a shield in a very literal sense. Uh, oh one of the boys. Up from the gym we're in this morning and he was speaking about how he took the wee lad down to soccer and he was speaking to a mummy and just their two boys were playing in the same team and his first time he's speaking there and chatted away at her and then right I'm way up to the top goals here to see what my lads are at and he said he came back around then and said to the woman as some goal your boy scored there and then she looked at him blank faced and he goes <laughs> you're not the woman I was talking earlier on there were you <laughs> and he, he said then for the next half hour he stood and chatted her and had the crack and no brawler and he said in the meantime when he was speaking there he looked around the pitch and he could see the cars were parked up and then him and that woman were the only two parents that were on the sideline and everybody else was on their phones in the cars or when they were out waiting to collect the kids or dropping them off, they're on a call or they're they're in total 
don't come near me mode. I'm I'm doing something and I don't want to speak to you. And that's what, what that's what I meant as the phone is a shield. It is a it is a subtle indicator that they do not want to be spoken to. Yeah. I I've I I know I get that too. Um I often go out with with the dog, uh Oreo for a wee walk and I'll stick the headphones in. And sometimes I'll be walking through busy areas and I'm just I catch myself sometimes. I watch people on their phones walking by and I think to myself, I'm no more approachable than they are. Like if they have their head down buried in their phone, I have my headphones on. We're we're complete isolated pods in our own wee world and we're just sort of drifting by each other and gone. And like I, I did it the other day. I've started doing it, sorry, and it's weird. Um, I've only started doing it this last probably week or two. Is whenever I'm about to meet somebody, if I'm walking with a dog and I have my headphones on, I pause what I'm doing. I pause whatever I'm listening to, my audiobook or my podcast, so that at least I'm and I, and I pull one earphone out. And I'm going to at least leave the opportunity open for a conversation to start. Now, if we're walking opposite ways, it might just be a hello, how are you? It's a lovely day or whatever. But I, I was catching up with an old fella and I see him. He stands out at the corner of our road. He, does, he sits on a sign and he could be there for hours. And I don't know what he does. He's, he's an old fella. Like, and he was walking very, very slowly in the same direction that I was going. And I caught up with him and I slowed down and I just started to have a bit of a yarn with him. And he couldn't hear me, bless him. He hadn't got headphones on. He was just deaf as a post. But um, it couldn't really make me out. But it was nice to, it was nice to have that wee interaction just and say hello and how things and there's not a great wee spell of weather there. It was it wasn't raining that day, um. But we're missing that and we're missing those wee opportunities to do that. And I think you're dead right. You go into any waiting room and any doctor or dentist and you look around you and everybody's got the wee blue face of death going on because their screen is just shining up at them. It's worse than that though. It's worse than that because you you can. That's one thing going somewhere that you're not there on a on an errand for to be social. Mm. But you can see it more and more, people going for dinner and going out for a drink. And like, <laughs> there's a girl, the other one, another thing that was said to me, she was organizing an, an evening out with her friends. And it was the first time they had got together. Maybe they try and do this once a month, but they'd missed last month. So it was the first time the six of them had been out together in two months. And they have a WhatsApp group and the WhatsApp group would be, there'd be some sort of chatting it every day. And they got out and she said they were sitting there and within the first half an hour, so maybe they were on to their second drink, four of the girls were all sitting at the table with their phones out. And she's like, what, what has went wrong here? If we weren't here together, we would be WhatsApping each other. We're sitting, looking at each other in a nice satin with nice drinks in each other's company, why are we not talking to each other? What has went wrong with how people communicate that we? it's easier to to bury your head and type something than chat to someone in front of you? Like, shower, shower of bastards. That's what I say. Shower of bastards. Oh, that's harsh. No, that's harsh. Because uh, uh, it's preconditioned. <laughs> or you're, it's a le- I don't know. Learn behavior is the wrong term. Learn behavior is what, unfortunately, all the children of, of our generation are going to see us with our heads and our phones. But it's obviously... I remember there's a podcast, the Huberman Lab, and he spoke about how it's almost an automatic compulsion to pick up your phone and look at it. Now, just because there's been so long of that dopamine hit of hoping that you've got a like or whatever. Like that's all, that's all bio a science, like, you know, but we want to move beyond the, the neurons and work out why are people, why are you organizing to go out with your friends? 
and then ignoring them when you're with them. Oh, I'll go back to my previous point. Sure, bastards. But uh, <laughs> See, I'm joking. You, I'm joking, well, obviously. But I'd joking. like to think that whenever we go out and we meet up for lunch or do whatever, like I, I don't feel like we would be on our phones when we're doing it. No, and I'm joking. I'm joking about the share of bastards things, but it's a learned behavior like anything else. I, I seen this one wee thing that I, I tried to do with somebody one time, but they didn't, wouldn't take me up on it. Uh, when you're out with friends, everybody put their phone in the middle and they stack them up on top of each other. The first person to reach for their phone picks up the tab at the end of the night. And that'll soon stop, especially the cheapest among you, it'll stop you from touching your phone. But it's it's that it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's wired into us. It's it's nearly hardwired into us now because we get that wee dopamine hit. We're trained, we're trained now to pick up our phone. As soon as my phone vibrates, beeps, lights up, or farts, I am going. I'm I'm picking it up. Like I, I I'll press the button to see what it is, and I'll see if it needs my immediate attention now. I you know what's wildly easy to stop that? Just don't have your phone on you all the time. Did you say that? Yourself- I have a watch that tells me everything now as well. <laughs> you know, I have a watch that barely tells me the time. Get a fucking normal watch. You need a Yeah, hey, falutin. No, honestly, see, see now in social situations, I have, I have turned over now to stop taking my phone with me. So if, if Shannon sometimes shouts at me because then she feels like she's the one that has to have her phone on her, if we're away. If we're out for dinner with friends, I'm not taking my phone into the restaurant. I do not need to be contacted. Now, if Shannon has her phone on her in her bag and we are needed desperately, we'll be able to be contacted. But I do not have to be contactable 24-7. I would much prefer not to be. I've taken um, a lot of the apps off my phone um, so that I don't get notifications. I have WhatsApp, and I, I'll fully admit that I, I check that far too much because as soon as it beeps, you'll... You'll check it to see what it is. But the same way as you were trained into picking up your phone every time it beeps and, and, and whistles, you can train yourself not to. You can leave it in your bedroom when you're downstairs with the kids. You can There's effort, though, like it, you know, because you, you were unknowingly trained. Hoodwinked by Zuckerberg and co. Looking for a like to, to pick up your phone and look at it because that's all they want. They want you to have screen time. So it, it does take effort to to really undiscipline to not pick up your phone uh, it's, a, it's a tough one and then even outside of all that social media and social anxiety tools and whatnot it's made you a wee bit stupider too because <laughs> nobody needs to you don't know need, need to know how to add up you don't need to know anything because you can just google it even i find myself you start you start using words like stupider you <laughs> 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 the best the See, on my laptop now, I have Grammarly banged in. So I'm, uh, there's autocorrect and edit on everything I do. And it's just taken the, taken a lot of the thinking out. And I can see the positives to it. If you're going to use that extra brain space for something useful, but it's, <laughs> it's not been used for something useful. It's been used for an extra five minutes to scroll on Twitter, seeing who thinks of what Liz Truss is at now, or, you know, that, Things that are not very helpful to me being more productive. You know, you're, you're uh, downloading a productivity tool to do what it says, increase your productivity. But by grabbing an extra five minutes because you don't have to do a grammar check, you've just pissed it up against the wall, like on Twitter. You freed up five minutes for the gram or something like. Yeah. I have to always laugh. I have to always laugh at that thing though from school 
whenever you used to use a calculator and the teacher used to say to you, you'll not have one of them in your pocket every day. And now look at us. We've got fucking the world's knowledge at our fingertips. Um, I like I know that I sometimes go on like a weirdo and just want to disconnect everything from everything. Um, I think technology is wonderful. Everything that we have at our disposal right now is a tool and it, it is all up to the person using the tool to make it either a positive or a negative. And if you're gonna if you're gonna be a wee bit more deliberate in the way that you use these tools and the way that you use these amazing advances that we've got, you're gonna be a lot better off. Mentally, you're gonna be a lot healthier because there is no substitute for human to human interaction. When you stand in front of like we're we're not designed to look at screens and communicate. We're designed to look at faces. Our our brains are hardwired to pick up patterns and and um, the smallest wee twitch in your face i can pick up what you're thinking um that's what we were made to do and that's why there's it's not going to be why there's such a mental health problem in the in the, in the world but it's not gonna, it's going to be one of the reasons we're we're talking to each other through devices and we're, we're ignoring each other in in real life we're socially awkward because we don't know how to hold a conversation we don't know how to interact with each other because we're too but used to the art of small talks dying on its feet aye aye it just human interaction for god's sake like we ha- we were we're the only animal that was blessed with this ability to intricately communicate and and to understand and to forecast and to, to and like back. right so that's that's obvious now it's, i think it's fairly clear especially post-pandemic that we're well we're well out the gate of of covid at this stage and it's obvious that the general general population are happier. Even the most of introverted people are happier when they've got an opportunity for meaningful connection face to face. So why do you think there's still a huge reluctance for people to get out and connect with people? I was reading. I was. I'm reading a book uh, at the minute about depression and anxiety. It's an absolute rip roar of a laughter <laughs> laughter track. Like, but uh, no, they, they were just talking about this about loneliness and in, in society. Um, and since the 1930s, the the amount that we socialize in groups has been diminishing, but it has rapidly accelerated over the last 20 years, maybe even 30 years. I can't remember what the date was, but recently it has been rapidly decelerating. The things like um, they use the bowling leagues in America. Oh, well, so we did that. We did the podcast on on male loneliness and either working clubs, right. social clubs, all those those sort of gateways to being a part of something and not lends itself in the identity, which we spoke about a lot as well. It's a, do you think it's just because you have to make more effort to connect that people just don't have it in them to make the effort and they're happier to wallow? Or is it a lack of awareness around it? Or There's a few things there. I think that this new technology that we have that makes it so easy to connect, I'm using air quotations again on a podcast, um, it makes it so easy to connect without actually having to get up off your sofa. So yes, there's that ease of access. There's the less, there are less chances to do this now. So these, all these groups, those like the bowling, they use the bowling league in America. There are, there's half the amount of people using it than there was 10 years ago. That means that there people aren't just going out there. They're not taking these opportunities. So these things are dwindling. These, these things aren't available anymore. So even if you did want to go, you'd have to go far and wide to try and find something. Yeah. So you don't use something, it gets taken away and then you take it away. It's not an option anymore. Multiply the lack of opportunity to connect with the the dwindling ability to small talk and like even a, a, 
what tinder and and that i've thankfully never had to experience any of the online dating world but uh it's i don't know you always think fuck would have been deadly if you had it whenever you're in college and all because it's just swipe right and no chatting up and all that but i have a couple of friends who are still at it 10 years later and they're not the most happiest of people in the world because it is a a case of just swipe the next and don't really i'd have i'd have i'd have floundered badly on tinder i rely heavily on my personality (laughs) 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 all right for you good looking people like it's it's different story but i i like well like obviously we're looking to we're looking to see come to a finale here of of what is the answer like what is the answer is get back to basics get out and see your friends make a point of making regular face-to-face meetups and and I'm going to put us on the spot because we haven't done it in a while. We haven't. We we've used uh, children as an excuse. We can we can get around that. Like we we need to, we need to get a we need to get a lunch date, a breakfast date, a brunch date, whatever it is. Yeah, funny you just said about excuses. I was posed that question to me this morning by my own coaches. What's the biggest excuse you're using at the minute to not f- really have a fulfilled day, week, month? And I said, I'm probably using the kids as an excuse. You know, time and energy, attention has been uh, pulled around the show just because of the kids. But it is an excuse. It's just an excuse. It could just be more organized. It, it all comes down to poor time management for us. I think for me, anyway, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say, when I say I'm too busy or I haven't got the time, it's because I'm not allocating the right buckets of time or right things to the right buckets of time. And that is that is another reason why people are finding it easier to socialize through their phone and, and to shield with their phone is because that people are busier now. The workday doesn't end when you hit five o'clock in the office anymore. You're taking your work emails home and you're checking them on your phone again. Um, there's been a real blurring of home life and work life. And that's another reason why having a really strict, not strict, but having a, just... having a deliberate, a deliberate use of your phone. Like I don't, you have any work apps on my, my personal phone. When I want to go to work or when I want to go to work, when I go to work, I'm in work mode. When I go home, I'm in home mode. And that's me. And if you're not, then you're you're blurring the line between the two. I've said a couple of times, uh, probably on this podcast, if if it wasn't an essential component of being a, a fitness business person to have a social media profile, I'd love to not have anything. Like, And hats off to you for, for not having it. But I was called out on that, and I was told you're full of shade. If you didn't have a, if you didn't have to promote for work, you'd still be on it. And unfortunately, I think you could be right. You know, I... it is the idea of being on an island and, and free from it is is nice. But it, I don't know if I would have it in me. And I can, and then sure that means you empathize with everyone who who just is sort of addicted to the wrong word, but compulsed to regularly check and interrupt their their day and their thoughts. Distraction, like it's that big. It's that distraction's a killer in it. Well, I said to Shannon a couple, maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, saying the only thing I miss about social media is I think I'm very funny and I want to share <laughs> that with people. <laughs> so I used to write like. For a lot of the time, and again, it's 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 validation at the end that you're doing it. You're it's we do it. We're humans. We do it. There's no point lying and say, oh, I don't do that, or I never like. I'm not here to fucking tell people that I'm perfect and I don't have all the flaws that everybody has. I used to post things on social media and check where people liking it and look who was liking it and saying, oh yeah, that person liked it and their their like means more than that. Like 
Would to you me. ever do stand up? Would you? I, no, I don't know if I'm funny for that. No, I would have the odd good idea, and I would like or funny idea, and I'd put it out there, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's good. That's doing well there." And then you, no, but the, the idea of doing stand up would be terrifying. Uh, I don't know. I'm something. too weird. I think I'm too weird for stand up. Niche, too niche. <laughs> yeah, I, I would need exactly the right audience to find me funny, and there's only about ten of them in the world, and I live yeah. with four of them. <laughs> <laughs> One yeah. of them's my dog. I don't know. Could be something for you. To, that's that's a project for you to get get no, out of your comfort I, zone. Like I, I sent you that screenshot this morning. I don't need more ideas. I need to execute <laughs> on the fucking ideas that I've already had. Yeah, just share that that email that you sent me just for context sake. Oh, I so it was a wee Simon Sinek. Uh, he sends out a wee. Uh, a pocket of inspiration or something. I don't know what it's called. Notes to inspire. And this morning's was that idea is so fantastic. Stop talking about it and do it. Like that's just calling people out here, chronic procrastinators or ideas, man. Like I claim I am. It's, it's an idea and it'll always remain an idea unless you actually put go the on, share on. what the, the, the idea at the top of the list that you're going to action is now. Go on. Accountability. No. This is accountability here now. Oh, well, I need to pick one of my actually sensible ones then. You know what? Probably. I probably, probably getting more stuck into the book that I started about two months ago and I've just let drift. Like, I, mean, uh, I, started, I wrote a book and got a book. You wrote a book, got a publishing date, <laughs> picked up an award. Uh, I don't know. What else have you done? Uh, <laughs> the beard and grew it back again. Yeah, <laughs> get, her, get the book going there. Come on. I, you know what? It's it is. It's one of those things where the ideas are exciting to me, and I love the creativity of coming up with the idea. I just need I need I need a PA to just go and then do this. I'll I'll keep giving you the the, the stuff. Just do them things that I don't want to do. Do the the stuff that I don't want to do, and I'll I'll keep supplying the ideas and the, and the bits. I don't know. Just anybody want to, if anybody wants to be a free PA, give me a shout. <laughs> um, yeah, get royalties of your book. Absolutely. Yes. One percent. Right, we'll rewind slightly there as well, just on about putting the effort in to meet people and do things. I would like to think that I do that for the most part, and I've, I actually have two coffee meetings this week with people who I haven't seen in a little while. So I am doing it. So this is a, a challenge to whoever is listening right now to connect with someone, go for a coffee, go for a walk, go for a paint, whatever you want. Just someone you haven't seen in a little while, go and do it. I would, I would, I would take that even on a step further. I'd say pause this podcast now. No, not now. Wait till I finish speaking this bit, and then pause it after this. But text message somebody or WhatsApp somebody now to arrange a meetup, arrange a coffee date, arrange a night out, arrange a feed, arrange a paint. Do that now. Pause on pause. We're back. Welcome back. And because we've been slating phones for the last half hour, there hopefully. You weren't distracted for too long, and you came back. This <laughs> four days later, this is the end of the podcast. Send send a, a carrier pigeon instead, or smoke signals, or something. So I think the long and short of it is, there's no real remedy till the phone being an extension of the us anymore. But if you wanna, if you wanna really shock yourself, go and look at your screen time, and that'll annoy you. But I think actually, my original original point to this was gonna be. Once you realize how much time you're spent on your phone and you grab some of that time back, make sure that you've got something to replace it with mm. or else you'll find yourself creeping back to those old habits again. 
So this is your perfect opportunity to maybe, like our good friend Niall's going to do, get onto that book or explore whatever. Do your yoga, go and go for a walk, write a song, do whatever. But all of a sudden, you've went from five hours of screen time and you've been able to take it down to three hours. Well, what are you going to do with them two hours per day? Do something useful or else you will just start going back to the phone again. So there, that's the takeaway. Yes, I like it. I like it. And I just, my distract, I was distracted by a notification on my phone there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a question from, from our, no, I'll not say who's from actually. Don't name them in case I slate them. No, he'll not, he'll not slate them because it's a good question. Right. So what is the one thing that you do on a, a day-to-day or weekly basis that you wish you didn't? Um, I'm trying to think of something other than the phone now because I could very easily just say use my phone as much. Yeah, well, that's that's a given. I think ninety-nine percent people will agree that they use their phone too much. So that's a non-runner of an answer. So go again. Cool. Um, what's something that I do currently on a day-to-day or a weekly basis that I wish I didn't do? Yeah. Um, that's a tough one because my uh, if we hadn't been talking about phones, I would have went with phones. Uh, I would probably go, uh, I've already talked about that too, so it's not really that interesting, going to bed on time. I'm going to I'm gonna go with something fairly boring here, but it, it's legit. I, wait, like, I don't eat enough vegetables, and that's boring as sin. Very boring, very uh, boring answer. Seriously boring. I'm sorry, whoever you are, I'm sorry for that answer. But well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because because that is so boring. I'm gonna shit. ask you why. So if say you were gonna say the phone, why? Mm-hmm. What's the reason behind wanting to get off the phone more? It it takes away too much of my time, energy, and attention that I could be doing much better things. One of the things is being a better version of me for my kids. I am a lot snappier with my kids whenever I am being distracted from my phone. So if I'm messaging someone or or if I'm doing something, I find myself a lot less patient with the kids or anything that's going on in the house because I'm completely distracted. Um, and that I notice that and I'm aware of that. And it's still the little fucker in my hand whenever it's not meant to be there or, or it's in my way. And I'm I'm not on social media, so I can't blame social media. It's replying to messages when I don't need to be. I don't again, I don't need to be contactable, but I fall into that trap of messaging back. When I could perfectly well leave it until the kids are in bed. Like I've analyzed this on myself a lot because I definitely feel like I'm setting a bad example with the amount of time that I've got the phone actively on when the kids are around and yep. why I do it. And just the, it's the whole, it, it doesn't sit well with me, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes they're just wild fucking annoying. <laughs> Aye, you know, you're right. It's a distraction. Shannon often says to me, she can't deal with noise. And I, I'm better when with noise. I'll have Alexa on playing uh, whatever song I want or whatever music I want to listen to. The kids will be going buck mad playing around the house. Oreo might be barking at somebody, putting something through the ladder box, and it'll just be chaos. But what I told Shannon is I can tune into the song, and I will listen to the song, and I will fucking mentally block out everything else that's happening because it's not, it's not nothing bad's happening. It's just chaos, and it's all right. I don't need to be uh, telling everybody to be quiet. 
but I can tune into that distraction of the music and I will be blissfully unaware of the chaos that's happening around me and I don't get annoyed. Um, the phone's like that as well. As soon as you put your eyes on that screen, it's tunnel vision because everything else that's yeah. happening around you isn't happening anymore. You're you're taken away and whisked away into the the beautiful little landscape that is distraction. Uh, good answer. Good answer. I think a lot of people will agree. Right. All right I've got a, I've got a handy one for you. Um, it's a nice wee one. It's a good wee imagination exercise. If you could be world famous, as in top of the pile at only one thing, what would it be? So you're going to be the number one in the world at this one single thing, and you're going to be world renowned, world famous, a list celebrity because of it. You're that good at this thing that you are a household name. What would you like? that to be well, I'm already the best personal trainer in Northern Ireland so go something oh, different oh, eh? <laughs> yeah. oh, very good. important not to get hung up on that too I was always told don't celebrate the win but if you live by being the so called best you're just setting yourself up for a fall when somebody else wins it next year so nah that was just too easy it set me up for it world class <laughs> um, a storyteller I'd love to be known as the best storyteller in the world how good would that be? That would be good. That would be good. That I could and just just start speaking and people would just pause, pause whatever they're doing to listen to what I'm saying because I can cart them off to a magical world or I can inspire them to do whatever I want. Oh, that'd be the one. And have you met have you met people like that in your life where they like speaking ways you could like I've I've seen people in a bar telling a story and you know it was a story that they've told a hundred times and you might have heard it half of them number of times, but you can still sit there uh, wrapped listening to the story because you know what's coming and they they deliver every time because they've got everybody hanging on every word they say. Yeah, I know a few people like that and that's the different. Like you will have the ones who are good at the funny story in the pub and you will have the ones who are incredibly motivational in, in a work setting and the people who can tell a sad story and there's loads of different types, but I, I do know... A, a few people who are good at that and I would like I would like to be known as good at that because I think as a coach you're really just a storyteller and it's your ability to tell a story that resonates with your clients that then they can go and do the do you know yeah I, I'm gonna let you in the wee secret a wee story here I, I used to write things on Facebook as well that were football oriented whenever I played it was as much for me as for other people it it encaptured what I was feeling about motivation and inspiration, and I was it was most of the time it was me getting swept up in the moment of a championship run or or a, an upcoming game or something, and it, it was nearly my wee way of trying to help our team come together and see, look, this is what I can see in front of me, and if everybody sees this, I think this could help us get over the line. And I wrote one one time that did all right on, on different channels and that there, and and different load of people shared it, and somebody contacted me there about a year or two ago to see would I, would I record an audio version of it for their championship run. And they were getting playing in, this, in the championship. It was a big, it was big expectations. So I did it anyway, and I, I felt like an asshole when I was doing it, but I recorded I put as much gusto into it as I could. And I thought I did all right. <laughs> Should have go out in the first round of the fucking championship getting help. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's the, end. that's the end of my fucking storytelling days there. <laughs> That's a good story. They were happy ending for whoever beat them. <laughs> Aye. Well, I was secretly getting paid by the other team, so it didn't matter. <laughs> right. it was good. As I think we've wrapped that up. I've just one more thing to ask you. Go for it. Are you coming back till round two of the Reignite games? 
honestly, I am. I but I don't want to. I'm just going back because I get slagged if I don't. You will. Um, why do you not wanna? No, I do. I'm only joking. I haven't. I'll be honest. I, we had a we had a ski erg up here in Cookstown for about two weeks, and then they took it back down to Oma for the source games, and we never get it back. So I was hoping I'd have loads of practice in. On well, it's, it's going to be on Saturday, the 29th of October. So you've still got a month. You have a month to get your shit together and see, can you take the crown off me? Well, here, if we're plugging things, let me gather up some brownie points just and plug one thing for Shannon. Shannon is running a dad's only parenting workshop <clears throat> on Saturday, the 8th of October. That's next, not Saturday coming, but the following Saturday. Oh, Saturday, it is a Saturday coming. Oh, shit. It is a Saturday. Uh, I think she has a couple of spaces left. But what she hasn't told people is that I am her guest speaker. Uh, no, I'm helping her out with it. I'm giving my input on how the things that Shannon has taught me over the years and the things that I picked up just from reading the studies that she's shown me and the books that she's shown me have helped me as a dad. Where is it? You haven't told us where it is. It's in Oma. Um, I don't remember where it is in the location. If you go on to Shannon Hollywood Behavior Consultant on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see it on there. It's worthwhile. It helps. It settles the whole thing down. It makes you feel a lot more in control of what you're doing. There you are. That was a, that was a good plug. I wasn't plugging. I was just making sure that you're going to be held accountable to our listeners so that in a month's time, we can talk about you getting bit again. Would you wished. Right. I'll chat to you. Good luck. <laughs>